Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Hunt, and I am very excited that you are tuning into the show today. Beautifully Complicated Podcast is a show dedicated to empowering and motivating entrepreneurial women to live in the full complexities of who they are as amazing women, building stellar businesses while juggling every other thing that life throws at them. This show brings business tips, motivating stories of other entrepreneurs, and self-care to the forefront of your lives to help you continue to grow into your best entrepreneurial self. In this episode, the focus is on leadership. What is leadership? How to be an effective leader and grow your team to be strong leaders. Those are all the topics we're going to discuss today. It's good stuff, so grab your tea and let's talk. Hello, 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 hello to all of you lovely business owners and those who are working on launching a business. I'm so happy that you pressed play on this podcast and decided to check in on the world of leadership. It has been a whirlwind last few weeks. There have been a lot of things happening in the world of leadership that made some of us say, hmm, that's poor leadership all day long on display there. If you follow tech Twitter or the tech world at all, you may have heard about an announcement from the CEO and co-founder of Basecamp, David Freed. All right, so I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of what went down and the effects it had on the company, its employees, and the conversations it sparked. I don't usually weigh into the tech bro world because... I find most of them to be insufferable (laughs) and not worthy of much conversation, no matter what tool they put out in the marketplace, which is often something others are already doing with just with more VC dollars. But I digress. This one is tied into the topic, so I'm going to go ahead and pull it into the show. On April 26th, Jason Fry, the CEO of Basecamp, and his co-founder, David uh, Hansen, posted a blog post for the team titled Changes at Basecamp, where they outlined 
all of the different things Basecamp has decided to pivot away from or things they were changing in their organization. Some of the things they um, included, quote unquote, paternalistic benefits, <laughs> supporting wellness allowance, uh, ending committees, including their newly formed DEI that hadn't even had a chance to meet yet. And of course, the one that made the headlines, disallowing social or political topic discussions at work. Now, there were some, especially amongst the tech bros, who found this to be completely reasonable. And a lot of conversation was brought up about how it it was in line with what Coinbase did. And if you follow anything in tech, you know Coinbase uh, just had their IPO uh, just a couple weeks ago. So it was right around the time that this change in Basecamp happened. So there's all this conversation about, well, maybe they're trying to prepare for an IPO. They're supported by similar VCs. And so maybe they felt that this was the time to do it. So there was a lot of conversation about that. The rest of us were just playing out appalled because it's not the political uh, speech silencing. It's the idea that an employee's experience can't even be seen as viable for thought or conversation at the company. So what do I mean? Someone speaking up on an injustice happening that is affecting them mentally or emotionally cannot seek counsel amongst their teammates who may be sympathetic to them. They just kind of have to grin and bear it. We know how it is when there are huge news stories that happen and how those news stories really can just weigh on us as an individual, especially if we are part of an affected community tied to that news story. And so being told that you don't have the opportunity to even pretend like that thing has happened and is affecting your work is an absolute slap in the face. They're also removing themselves uh, base campus from uh, being involved in any social issues whatsoever. So basically they're saying that you're just a pawn, you're just a low employee, come here completely and emotionally detached from who you are and your life. Bang out some code, do some customer support, whatever, then go home, log off. There you have it. Fun times, right? Many were wondering where this even came from. Um, So a lovely reporter, Casey Newton, shared his signal info and opened himself up to hear from employees of Basecamp to find out what was going on. Of course, some came out and responded, giving him the details. There was an all-hands meeting that had took place a few days prior where the topic was about a group of employees who were keeping a list of customer names they found to be unusual or funny to mock. So most of the names were American or European, but others were of Asian or African origin. So due to the recent rise in reported violence, especially against the Asian and Pacific American community, other employees had pointed out how insensitive such a list was to have circulating. Apparently, this list had been around for, gosh, over a decade, okay? So one of the team members had noted in the thread that uh, where some of the discussion around these names existed, that this type of behavior would just lay the foundation for a rise in racism in the company, and it needed to be stopped, The founders, instead of addressing the complaint like professionals, decided to post publicly to all of the team, 
quote, proof that that same individual participated in such a thread of mocking unusual names. That public admonishment made a couple of other employees at Base Camp a little uncomfortable, and so they decided to reach out to Base Camp's HR team for some guidance on what to do and um, really to just file a complaint. The fallout from these announced announcement changes um, resulted in about a third of the employees to resign from their role by the end of the week after the co-founders announced they would give severance packages to those who felt they could just no longer work with the organization under the newly announced changes. Plenty of, a third of their employees left. A third of their employees by that Friday. I think the post was posted around like, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. And by that Friday, they took the severance package that was being offered and they left because they said, I can't work at a place that's not seeing the fullness of all of us as humans and refuses to see that and refuses to acknowledge it and who has decided to disconnect from how social ills impact us as people. So when you look at that situation, there were so many failures that we can really cover in this podcast because there were a lot. The offer of the severance is probably the only halfway decent thing that came out of this for people. And even then, I mean, you know, yeah, not really, right? So a lot of things could have been done better at base camp around this, uh, these announced changes and just the changes themselves. So let's talk a little bit about the failures here because we're discussing leadership. So I want to talk about the failures from a leadership standpoint and uh, how we could have done things differently at base camp. They could have changed some things up or probably presented things a little bit differently. So the failures. The list had about had really been around since about 2009, so again, over a decade in some form or fashion without, I don't think, many red flags being raised um, or them just getting rid of it because it's insensitive and in poor taste. When it was finally stated as being that recently, uh, one of the co-founders came out and told them to get rid of the list and not to go forward doing anything else like that. So, okay although they were completely aware that this list had been going around. But no other form of punishment came, no other really discussion around it came and why it needed to be removed and why that wasn't a good practice. None of that came out of it. No use for learning on cultural and racial sensitivities for the team or those who participated in maintaining that list. That was a failed opportunity. And then when an employee called out how it was an issue to have that list and how there needs to be a reckoning within the company on such behaviors, that employee was met with disdain instead of professionalism by the co-founders. Finally, when choosing to get rid of all of social and political speech, Fried and Hansen tossed out all attempts to even see their team as humans and have nuanced conversations to strengthen the organization. So all of these were failures in leadership across the board. Why? Why are these failures in leadership? Well, first of all, having such a list maintained for over a decade as a norm is allowing for a culture of insensitivity off the bat. And leaders set the tone for culture. So allowing that in it being able to even circulate and just 
thrive and live in any form it lived in was a failure of leadership. They're not addressing it when you finally have people raising the red flags, choosing not to really address it in a professional way and say, okay, we need to have some training. Let's do some direct engagement with people. Uh, and let's just use this as an opportunity to understand why having such a list is a problem and identifying other areas throughout the organization. Because at that point, you should, now that you've been reactive, you should become proactive and say, okay, where else in the organization may there be racial or social intolerance happening? What else do we need to address while we're here? They didn't do that. And then finally choosing to just admonish a teammate who noted the list as a problem instead of engaging that moment as an opportunity to take ownership of allowing the list and choosing to do better going forward as the action, that's a failure, right? They did not have to admonish a teammate. You don't have to bring that they were a part of it because that's petty picking, right? That person would have known that they were a part of it already. There's no need to even say anything about that as a leader. What you would say is, you know, it's our fault that we allow this thing to even go forward. And what we know that we need to do is to not just shut this down, but let's have the right discussions about what has happened here and why we don't want to do that again and why that is not what base camp is about. We are above that and that is not what we're going to be about. And going forward, we're not going to allow such actions. And if people do feel that they are experiencing something that they feel to be insensitive to come to us and talk to us because we are here for you. That's leadership. If these are failures, then what is leadership and how can we all choose to be solid leaders and not find ourselves in similar situations like the Basecamp co-founders? So let's start with defining leadership. Forbes has one of the best definitions of leadership that I've ever read. It states leadership as, quote, a process of social influence, which maximizes the efforts of others towards the achievement of a goal. Notice key elements of this this definition. Leadership stems from or causes really social influence, not authority or power. So it's not about the authority you have. It's not about the power you have. That is not what leadership is. Leadership is about being able to affect change by influencing others. When thinking about leadership and what it is, there are a few characteristics that we can identify that are hallmarks of a good leader. So if you want to sharpen your leadership skills, you want to sharpen your leadership knives, the, what, those tools that you have and that you want to use because you want to be a great leader as you should be in your business, as you should try to be in your community because you have a great cause, whatever that cause is, whatever that thing is you want to see change, you have the ability to be a leader in that particular movement. So let's talk about a few things. I believe I have five characteristics um, of a good leader. So number one, visionaries. This one's right in your face. So it's so obvious. When you think of leaders, you think of someone casting a vision for what the future could look like. We think of Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech where he talks about the seamlessness of racial integration and harmonious living with equity and equality. That's a vision that people can get behind. It paints a picture of what the future could be, and it energizes folks to act to make that future reality. When you think about yourself as a leader, think about what your vision is. 
and how you communicate that to the people around you who you want to influence to make that vision reality. Make it plain, clear, concise messaging to vision casting is key. Don't look for a devolution either, like what we saw with the base camp management choosing to cast a vision of no social or political conversations. <laughs> Don't do that. Look to address issues head on because you want to see things be better, not status quo or worse. Okay. Number two, active listeners. Active listening is a listening technique where you utilize your senses to pay attention um, to the listener and retain the information they're providing. So this is not just about the words and message you hear from them, but it's the nonverbal cues as well, their body language, their movement, their vocal inflections, things like that. You're taking all of this in while you're in that conversation with that person. It's the perfect way to truly understand what that person is sharing with you. When we, um, it often, uh, we, when we are talking to people, we listen to just respond, right? We're listening for that moment where they're about to pause so that we can say what we want to say as a rebuttal or back to them without even really taking in everything they've said. Active listening is listening to learn and absorb. So it's the opposite of that. When we think back to my synopsis on the Basecamp co-founders, Think about how when the employees spoke up about the list, one of the co-founders essentially attacked that person instead of active listening, right? They didn't engage in active listening, taking in what was stated, being thoughtful in their response, listening to any social cues that may have been around the language that was being used. Hearing someone requires not centering yourself, but centering them and their emotions and thoughts at that moment and navigating the conversation through it while still having the emotional intelligence to respond with thoughtfulness, tact, and decorum. And we didn't see that in that particular synopsis. It also means taking that conversation and using it to grow positively towards a better future. So think about yourself. Do you actively listen to people or are you listening to respond and centering yourself in the conversation instead of truly taking in what the other person is communicating verbally and non-verbally? So that's a little bit to think about when it comes to active listening. Our third key characteristic of a good leader is high emotional intelligence. So I just made a statement about that. So let's go ahead and just explore it as a key characteristic of a good leader. Being able to manage and label your own emotions and the emotions of those around you is important, whether you're a leader or not. Emotional intelligence just means to be judicious and empathetic in how you manage others' emotions per Oxford. You recognize your emotions and you know how your emotions can affect others. You're thoughtful in your approach to emotions and can leverage them in your decision-making, reactions, or responses, as well as in problem-solving. So think about your emotional intelligence. How do you modulate your own emotions and leverage and use your emotions, as well as how do you respond to others' emotions around you? 
The fourth characteristic of a good leader that a good leader should have is being able to hold themselves accountable and taking on accountability. So leaders take accountability for the failures, the problems, or issues that arise instead of allowing their team to take the hit. Unfortunately, that's not what we saw from the base camp team. There was deflection instead of saying, yeah, we messed this up big time for allowing this behavior. We run the company, which means we lay the groundwork for the culture. So we had to take the hit for this. Apologies on this complete failure in leadership. We would take this as a learning opportunity, listen to the team, and move things forward for the company. We will do better. That's what they could have said. It's as simple as that. Sharing the win but taking complete ownership for the failures is a key hallmark of a good leader. I remember leading a project uh, about a year ago. And when we did our launch, it was decent. It wasn't great. We had a lot of issues with data, not transferring well, and it caused all types of issues for our end users, which numbered in about the 3000 range. So there was just a lot of bugs and all these things coming in and emails and, you know, everyone's like, hey, what's going on with this? This isn't working. That's not working. I need to be able to do this. It's not allowing me to do that. I, as the lead on this, took all the hits. I took every hit that came. I took ownership for everything. And I just said, hey, Our team's going to fix that. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. We got it. We heard you. We understand. Yep, you're right. That's a problem. Let us go back and fix it. And we'll let you know when it's ready to go. I took all the ownership and the hits, though. I was the one on all the phone calls. I was the one hearing the complaints and the problems that were coming up. Some of the problems we knew were going to happen, and so we were prepared for them. Others were kind of a blind side because you went from bad data Um, system into a good data system. And so it wasn't going to translate well. Um, And you just kind of had to deal with that. And I I took those bullets for the team because I knew that if I I not only had to protect the our, our customers, right? But I also had to protect the people who are building the product and doing the work. I didn't want them to have to be bogged down and deal with the headache and the complaints and all that because that would just bring down morale. That will cause all types of other issues. So I could just go back to them like, hey, these are the things that we need to fix. Let's get these things taken care of. Go for it. They didn't get to hear the just the frustration from the people and they didn't need to hear that. I was the one that needed to hear it and I was the one that needed to just translate that into um, a different, more positive, but thoughtful language to our team on just what we need to do going forward. So that's what it means to take accountability. It's an important part of leadership. Always, always be the one who stands in the front and just take the hits. You're not supposed to be the one hiding behind your people. Number five, the fifth characteristic is honesty. So this is the final leadership trait that um, I'm going to mention in this episode. There are so many more. So I want you to just feel free to go out there and Google. If you're on my uh, mailing list for Purpose Profit Impact, you have already seen some of these in the emails for this month because leadership is the topic of the month. But there are so many more that you can find out there about just one of those key characteristics of a good leader. So honesty is important. People like when folks tell them the truth. 
Leaders tell the truth, good, bad, or indifferent. When you're open, honest, and transparent, people are more likely to trust you and more comfortable following your leadership. So please be honest in what you're doing. A good leader has much respect for their team, and one of the ways they show that is just by being honest. When I took bad news back to my team, I told them what it was. I didn't give them all the emotional details that I may have heard, but I told them what was happening. I was very transparent. I let them know what some of the major frustrations were, why they were key to getting updated and fixed before some of the others. And we had those open conversations. We just had to be honest with each other and I had to be honest with the customer. These are the things that we're having a problem with. These are the timelines and the dates of what we, we believe we can make things happen for these particular things. And there you go. The project ended up being a great success, even with those those bugs and issues that we had in that launch period. It was such a um, it, the way that we were able to handle it made the whole the rest of the outcome just a lot better. And it required us to be honest. It required me to really be honest on both sides. It required me to have that accountability for the t- um, on behalf of my team and also just have a high amount of emotional intelligence and being able to handle folks' emotions when things don't happen like they want them to happen. People get very emotional. So being able to just handle that and handle um, how I responded to it was very important. So when you think about leadership, think about not just those five characteristics, but all of the other things that are involved in it and start to see within yourself, where do you need to improve? Where are you doing great at? So that you can show up and be the best leader you can be. Now, I do wanna take a little side note here. Um, When I'm talking leaders and teams, I am speaking in regards to businesses and organizations, but it can be in anything. Your teams could be people who share in the vision. Maybe it's something like, I don't know, saving the rainforest or moving towards being carbon neutral. The idea is to think about the team as the group that shares in the idea. So you absolutely can use these same leadership skills. Like I said earlier in the podcast, you can use these in any way outside in your community or in any other way that you want to affect change in the world. So overall, all of these traits are good for a solid leader to have. How that leader is effective is another story. An effective leader takes those characteristics that they have and they put them to use to see change. They help others be transformational and impactful. They move the needle forward. I feel like I'm just spouting out all the cliche corporate words right now. But but you know what? All this is very true. They set the stage for what needs to be done and they work with folks to make it happen. They lead the charge, take the hits when there are missteps, yet they remain committed to being ethical in their approach and continue to press forward even if a pivot is necessary. Effective leaders understand that there can be many routes to the realization of the vision. They listen to those around them and pay attention to the environment to navigate the course to that destination. I, in that that big project, had people who knew their stuff better than I knew their stuff because I don't know anything about what they do. And I had to just listen to them, take in their thoughts and opinions about things because I had my idea of what I saw and they could explain to me using their expertise what may be a better way to handle it or a different way to handle it. And I was able to just be a lot more flexible with my vision because I knew the overall vision wasn't going to change, but the path to it may have some changes in it. And I, by listening to these folks, that will help us create something even better 
for the customer. So that is what it means to be an effective leader. Well, now, when you're an effective leader, you know that there will be risks that you'll have to take to reach the goal, but you have no problem taking that risk when necessary. You want to be an effective leader as you do the work to bring your vision into uh, fruition at your company and in your community. And you want to do it with a great and solid team of people who also have some leadership qualities. So while building your team in your business, you want to build a team of leaders. You want them to be people who are committed to not just the vision of the business, not just your vision, but the vision of their own projects and initiatives within the company. They have to be able to influence others to buy into the work they are doing that would get us closer to the larger vision. So you want to train your team members as uh, as they come into the business and throughout their time with you on leadership. Great ways to do this is to create your own leadership course that you may go through annually You may have them go through annually, um, sharing great books with them to read on leadership. A few that I like are um, Simon Sinek's Start With Why, uh, as well as his other book, uh, Leaders Eat Last. Uh, Brene Brown's Dare to Lead, and she has a podcast on that as well. So check it out on Spotify. Leader Shift by John Maxwell is a good one. There are just so many others out there. So just find what you like, give it a read by the ones that speak to you and fit your team for everyone to read if they choose. Don't force people to read books, okay? Uh, that's annoying. <laughs> but you can, uh, you absolutely can just say, hey, I do have this great book. If you want to read it or you're interested in checking it out and just furthering your understanding around leadership or leadership techniques, I can loan you or give you this book. So make sure you kind of present it that way, not you must read this book, it's required. Unless you have it as a requirement as part of your own little leadership training program that you develop in your company. I'm just saying. You can also share some leadership quotes, uh, YouTube videos on certain topics, all those types of things with your team. The best thing you can do is encourage people around you to be leaders and you wanna support them in their initiatives. One thing that bothers me is a company that espouses that it has a leadership culture, but you don't see that. You don't, you, it, it rarely shows like what that means and how its employees are allowed to navigate and leverage leadership for themselves. Let's not make it just a title or just some, a new corporate buzzword that we're using. Let's make it actionable. Let's make it a real thing within our businesses and let's actually do it for real. Let's lead for real. Now, um, there are the same people that you train within your business and help them really cultivate and build their leadership skills. They can go on to be leaders in other areas of their lives. They can be more confident, more informed, more empathetic for the betterment of the lives of everyone else. So find out what works for your company and implement that. And let's see just your, your impact grow exponentially because of that. Leadership is such a powerful thing when used the right way. It can really be what takes a business from barely surviving to making millions. When you have something people can believe in and you carry that message and you support those around you, you're empathetic, determined, resilient, honest, and trusting with the vision, you can see growth 
come forward. You can see innovation. You see beyond just yourself. You see something grander and you want to be a part of that great thing and bring more people with you. It's a good thing to learn about leadership. Learn how to improve your own leadership skills and quality and use it for good. You don't want to have a moment where you're running away from societal ills because it makes you uncomfortable. That's poor leadership. You want to be the one who can share in the conversation or even lead it to learn and collaborate with your team to make things better. So that's the show. Leadership is complicated. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you were able to take some nuggets away from the show. Think about your own leadership skills and grow them more. I also hope you learned something from the base camp example. I think we should always look at such things as an opportunity for us all to learn and be better. I didn't share their story to trash the founders, even though I didn't care for their actions. I shared it because it's a learning opportunity for so many of us. And that's what is important here for those of us who aren't working at base camp. Also, much love to those who left base camp. I do pray you land somewhere great that welcomes your thoughts and ideas and aren't afraid to address or confront the hard things head on. If you haven't already, make sure you like the Beautifully Complicated podcast page on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. Follow me, Sheena, your host, on Instagram and Twitter at SheenaD1. Or you can check out our website, thedevainecollective.com, or my personal site, SheenaHunt.com, for more about me. If you like the show, please hit the like button, rate, subscribe, and share with your family and friends. Make sure you continue the conversation from the show on our page or with those around you. I always look forward to hearing from you. So stay connected, stay fabulous, and always remember that the best life is beautifully complicated. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.